Good morning and welcome to the event pull-up. My name is Tess Fismel with iSocial Execution and my co-host for this lovely podcast is Keith Johnston and he is with i3 Events. Say hi Keith. Hello everybody. So today we have really said to ourselves what is going on in the world and how can we give a gift to humanity of ourselves based on the skill sets that we've had and the things that we really truly love. So Keith and I for years have decided, you know what, we really need to do a podcast. We've already talked about it. We're like, we can't keep telling people the value of it and not do something ourselves. And it's a gift of humanity? (laughs) It's a gift of humanity, Keith, of course. That's why we're doing it. Because we always have always remained tech neutral, right? That is right. We've already been in the center of things. We don't say, we don't take money from any entities. Um, we just make sure that we are uh, working on the behalf of the greater good of helping educate people around tech and most importantly, event tech, right? We are tech agnostic. Yes, we are. <laughs> we definitely are. are not atheists, but agnostic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, you got to have the best tool for the job. <laughs> right. So keep telling me a little bit about our format and kind of um, how we're running and what we want to do. So um, I, I think the plan going forward is going to be um, to break it into um, three segments. Uh, and the first segment is going to be um, the news of the week, like event tech news of the week. Um, you know, for example, this week, you know, we're talking a lot about a virtual uh, because, you know, COVID-19, uh, the coronavirus, um, you know, is kicking ass all over the meetings and events industry. So that is kind of the hot topic. Um, you know, you know, next week it might be, you know, what we're going to be seeing in event tech after that. Um, then the second part, we are actually going to concentrate on um, a guest. Uh, so for next week, we have a really, really cool guest coming up um, who's going to talk about, uh, you know, um, putting to, making your virtual event into a podcast, which I think is really cool. And for this week, we're actually the guest um, yes. because we're going to be talking about um, the pitfalls to avoid um, when producing a virtual event um, or the pitfalls that we've seen some of our clients make uh, or have to jump across. Um, and then that third segment will just be um, closing out the week, uh, which should be uh, getting everyone the show notes and all of those good things. How'd I do, Tess? Was that all right? Oh, that was perfect, Keith. You know, um, <laughs> we roll with what is comfortable for people. We're not stodgy or anything like that. So I think this is going to be a great, great opportunity. And then we are going to also create a channel of some sort for our listeners um, and viewers, since we are visually recording this as well, um, to be able to engage with us in some form or fashion. So look forward to that in the future. So let's talk about event tech news or just news of the week. What has been going on in the world, Keith, that you've seen um, that may be of of note for people? Um, Before we get into our news of the week, the one big thing that I've seen is I think that a lot of our industry associations and a lot of um, other industry folks, uh, our industry gurus, were really optimistic about how quick this thing was going to end. You know, they did all those keep on meeting campaigns and, and you know, all of this and, and that. And I, I don't think um, we need to, we can be thinking about that right now. So, so my big thing from the whole week is I think everyone really estimate, underestimated how badly this was going to go. Yeah. And, and 
I totally agree. And I think it's more been reactionary. I think the, the love and the, the, ex, the exploration that we've been doing as a, as a community has been great, but I don't think people really have taken the time even to do what everyone is calling pivot. Pivot to life is not the same. We are really truly at a zero point reference I've been talking about all across um, conversations I've had in groups and chats. And you can't, it, it's not like there's an authority on anything because it hasn't happened in this day and age. Um, and even in prior years, it hadn't happened because we have technology um, in the forefront and the internet. So people know things. So I think life is going to be different. Yeah. Well, and I also think it's changed. Life is going to be different and it's going to be changed mm -hmm. forever. Um, you know, events aren't going to come back the way that they are, they were before this, right? You know, you may get whole populations um, from countries that can't come to your event because they're having a flare-up of COVID, right? You know, cities that, that all of a sudden have a big flare-up and they have to lock down. Um, so, you know, until there's a vaccine, I think we're going to be dealing with a lot of weird stuff. Uh, but hey, we, I got to keep us on time. Uh, yeah. So let's move on. Off, what other kind of uh, news do we have for the week? Well, your news. So I'm sharing that screen right now. So <laughs> the first thing, what, what are you up to? Um, what is your so I've had to take a real hard look at, you know, really truly what my skill sets are. And I think people need to do that, especially as independent planners or event independent contractors. What can you do that doesn't depend on uh, anyone else? Um, so I have um, been asked to, to be a main stage speaker, which I'm excited about, uh, with Event Geek. And it's the Reboot 2020 uh, conference that's taking place on April the 14th from 9 until 4 uh, p.m. and that is specific time um, and for all of my event profs out there I know that it is GMID day um, but this is a totally new area this is a field and event marketers not the um, um, tribes that I've been working in and through for the last few years. So I do encourage other people to do that. So Keith, if you scroll down a little bit, um, you'll see a whole bunch of people who are going to be on the, on the main stage and keynoting here. Um, but if you take a look at my session, is it down there at the bottom, Keith? I don't know. But the title, yeah, there it is. It's up, up, up yeah, there we right go. there. That's my little head down at the bottom. It's called Staying Human Through Tech Disruption. And I'm going to really talk about those leveling playing fields, really what actually happens. What are the little things? When the rubber meets the road, what are we thinking about? Because I think people said, overall, we need to switch to virtual. What does that mean? Who's helping me with that? Um, but they're missing the little things around. So I want to talk about humanity. And that's kind of why I opened up with that today. So Keith, what cool. are you up to? Uh, well, like everyone else, um, you know, we all have to do new things uh, and try new partnerships and, and, and reach out and connect with people who are in the same space, um, but where you complement each other. Um, so here in Chicago, we've actually started a group, uh, Remote, Re Reliable, and Responsible. Uh, and it's a collection of event profs. Um, so you've got me on the technology side um, and then a whole host of others that will be launching later this week. And it's basically anything that a small, medium, or even large size association might need in this time. So we've got people who are experts in contract negotiation that can help them with their contracts. We've got people who um, do virtual events. We've got people who are event planning logistics masters. We've got um, people who are good at graphic design. You know, because a lot of these um, you know organizations are having to furlough or lay off people, you know, 
when this starts to pick back up, they're not going to have those resources um, available right away. And so we're looking at this as a good stopgap for these folks. You know, you know, they need a quick service. You know, they need someone to come in and, and negotiate a hotel contract for them. Boom, we've got someone who can be available right away. Um, you know, you need someone who, who can help you um, take that live or virtual event and make it hybrid. Boom, you can get me right off the bat. Um, so I, I think that, you know, I'm seeing these pop up all over the industry and I think they're, they're fantastic, right? It's forcing people, um, people on our side, you know, to kind of, I guess, set aside our differences and, and, and work together for the greater, to the, for the greater good of our clients. Absolutely. I, yeah. You know, I, I've always been a firm believer in, I, I've never had competition. I've always had just people I, I haven't worked with yet. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I'm starting to see a lot of other people take that mentality now. And I think moving forward, I think that that's going to be a good thing. Um, yes, absolutely. That's what so, I'm up to. So, that's so, actually, so hopefully next week um, on this show, I will be able to actually debut it because we're working on the website right now, as you can kind of see. I've only shown the top half of it because it's not. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so glad you said that. That's really, truly the spirit of what we've been talking about with uh, several people about starting some consortiums um, and what does consortiums look like and why competition doesn't exist anymore. It, that should not be a part of our language um, in our human centric environment is what we have uh, now. So that's great, Keith. I'm really ha happy about that. Um, we'll talk about one that I'm, I'm thinking about and working with a little bit next week. So excited. Cool. So, remote, reliable, and responsible. Tell me a little bit yeah. about that, Keith. I just did. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were moving on to splash. Well, well, I mean, tell me, tell me about it from the standpoint of a little, just, just a little bit, because I think our listeners are going to want to know a little bit about: is it a true consortium? Yes. Are you all coming in, being a clearinghouse, and then farming out and matchmaking? No, um, we are okay. actually just that um, little bit, just that little bit. Yeah. Well, we we there, currently there's nine members, um, and it will grow. Um, and basically it's one expert from each field. Um, so again, we've got the event tech guy. We actually have a lawyer. Uh, we have someone who, uh, an event specific lawyer, um, you know, we've got people audio visual, we have uh, graphic designer, event logistics, event planning, conference planning, a trade show person. We even have someone who is an expert at in sales. Um, so if Perfect. someone coming back needs, um, exhibit or sponsorship sales, we have that person ready to go. And um, just one more question, Keith, and I know we need to move on. Is there one person who leads this or are you all all collectively leading it? Because the reason why I'm saying this is because this is, these are models that are coming up and popping yeah. up all over. That is a part of news and people need to understand what's happening. It's different. Yeah. It's not me against no, you. No, with this one, I, I guess we'll call them the founding nine. Um, you know, anyone that so we are kind of running the show and it is actually democratic in fact right after this i actually go into a call with them um so anyone i think who comes in afterward won't have you know can certainly be a part of it but i think that the nine that are here now are the ones that are going to steer it forward okay all right well thank you very much keith um so what are what's on the horizons now um we picked a couple um there's tons of tech companies out there that are offering new things um in the virtual space and supporting the virtual space but we just picked out a few um splash this week just announced actually yesterday just announced that um 
they are supporting um, and the event marketing aspect of virtual. So scroll down just a little bit um, and you can go on to their site. We're going to actually provide this link here, but it's a branded opportunity. So oftentimes when you're thinking of going um, into a virtual space, you may have just only experienced a Zoom and you're just right into the platform where this actually lets you have a touch point uh, involved, but then also it marries and connects with your technology. And if you scroll a little bit more, Keith, it'll show just all of their partners that they uh, partner with on this. Um, so they partner with Zoom, go to meeting all of the big ones, the On24s, uh, the Vimeos, and the like. So I think it's going to be interesting because people are going to need that pretty version and that event marketing portion along with what they're doing every day. Cool. And I think. Um so people should definitely check that out. Um, a little bit kind of um, similar to one that we have coming up, but Splash is a very, very cool tool. Um, and now do you want to go on to, I love this one that you found, the next one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This was really good. Um, so 101 free tools to help you through mm -hmm. the, the virus pandemic, if you will. Scroll down a little bit, Keith, because what happens um, here is this is really truly a list. Everyone's giving out things for free, but what they did, Entrepreneur Magazine decided to pull it all together in one place. So let's look at Slack, what they're giving out, Loom, Intermedia. This is a lot of technology that's out there that we use or we use on a, on a daily basis. And it's just a one-stop shop for you to be able to say, oh, they're giving this away. Oh, this is great. I didn't know that. I didn't realize it. Yeah, and like I, I love it. Like here, when you look at like Blue Jeans, which is actually one of my favorite um, video platforms, very similar to Zoom, um, but free access to video conference services to first responders and NGOs. Right, and that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. They really truly need that, and you'll um, see that more and more. Out you know, I should have. We should have talked about the one, um, uh, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's a um, a walkie-talkie, you know, push-to-talk type thing for your mobile mm -hmm. phone, mm -hmm. um, and they're actually offering it free. Um, to all first responders as well. Um, so you know what, if you have, uh, you know, first responders in a rural community, um, you know, we, it, what, I cannot remember the name of the tool. But I we see, just because you say I can't remember it now that I can't either as well, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll put it out there. Yeah, and we use it um, actually at events, right? Because it's a nice way to do push to talk, but they're offering, you know, rural communities the ability to use it, um, you know, because we're walkie talkies, you know, it's too far, whatever happens or radios or whatever. Um, that is, I, I think some, some of these companies are doing some really cool things. Yeah. All right. Now moving on. HEO, um, yeah. which is actually an event platform, um, that it, it has, you know, I won't go too deep into it. Um, everyone should check it out, um, because they're offering their big thing is they're actually offering their free platform, their premium platform for three months. Um, and basically it allows you to take that live event you were going to have live and now make it um, virtual. Um, and it's got networking. You can have, there are sponsorship things you can do in there, things you can do for like your exhibitors. Um, but you can also have that conference, um, that conference portion of it because you can use Zoom as your video backbone and actually pull that right into the app as well. But the one thing that I think that was really cool about this one compared to some of the others is this one is mobile first um, through an app. Uh, and I think that, you know, a lot of times when people are, are planning, hey, nine minutes left, um, a, lo a lot of times when people are planning um, their events, they're doing it for the desktop. And a lot of people don't have access, uh, you know, or don't want to, you know, their, their kids in the house and things like that. This allows them to do those things on a mobile phone. 
Oh, how nice. How nice. Yes. Mobile, mobile then, is key. You're going to have to have skills around uh, getting on your laptop and utilizing it effectively as well as your device. So don't think that they're separate. Yes. Now, um, the last one for the news of the week is Attendify. Everybody knows them as the, uh, they are hands down by far my favorite event app. Um, not only uh, because the technology is good, but I think that they've always done a really good job with, with pricing. Uh, you know, that, you know, that it's always been a fair price for a fair service. Um, so, and, and they're really, really nice people. Um, but beyond that, they are actually debuting a live streaming, um, platform. Uh, so basically you can take your, you know, a zoom or whatever, and you can actually now do registration and then deliver that, that conference experience. Um, again, in a really affordable, really straightforward package. And I think that's, I've actually seen um, what it looks like. Um, we all got kind of an insider thing um, and it looks really great. Again, simple, simple to use. And that is actually coming in the next week or two, or hopefully in the next week or two um, for folks that are having to pivot to pivot to virtual. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But again, because it's from Attendify, I know it will work. Wonderful. So the meat of what we really wanted to uh, talk about with you the next, the last few minutes of the show is around pitfalls. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, pit, the pitfalls of doing a virtual event. Um, and there are many. Um, yes. So, and again, you know, knowing that we only have about, you know, eight minutes or so left, um, you know, I'll start, let me start this one because the biggest pitfall I see that people are falling into or the biggest hole people are falling into is a lot of organizations are choosing the wrong tech. When they're going from a live event to a virtual event, they're picking too much tech, right? The one thing I think that everybody forgets about what makes a conference, even a virtual conference, a success has 10% to do with the platform, 90% to do with the content. That's right. You know, if, if you have amazing content, people will fall all over themselves, watch crappy video and all of that to, to partake in great content. Um, I, and I think some people are forgetting that and they're going with these huge, super expensive uh, virtual platforms and then they've put everything into that and then they have mediocre content. Yep. Totally agree. Um, which leads me to my, to your next point, which I know is, is it's, <clears throat> they don't take the time before even creating the content or repurposing the content to actually have a strategy. And that's, that's where the rubber meets the road because this has happened so quickly. Um, a lot of our peers have just said, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? Let me just call Zoom up. Well, it's not a let me just call Zoom up. You can't do that, right? You just can't, right? You have to take the time to strategize. You have to have that point in that neutral uh, time frame where you can actually brainstorm on what this truly means and what are your options. Yeah. And when, and it's amazing, right? Because, you know, as a, as a planner and, and someone who, who puts together live events all the time, you know, we'll spend weeks and weeks and weeks and years planning a single three day, four day event, but people are actually rushing and putting plans together in 15 or 20 minutes. You know, yeah. I have a, I have a, a, an event that had to go virtual and it's coming up in May. Um, and I kid you not, it lasts 30 minutes and we're actually having about five hours of meetings and two rehearsals, um, right? Because you want it to be as seamless as possible. And, and it takes a lot. 
to yes. do. It is not um, as it's easy as just a point and click. No, it is not. That is, that is very true. Okay, next one. Um, uh, practice, 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 practice. Which you just <laughs> said a little bit about that. Why? Yeah. Um, because again, the practice, 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 or call it a rehearsal if you want, is because you don't want speakers futzing with, you know, futzing with their microphone or their earphones, or I can't hear anything. You, you know, you have to practice over and over and over to make sure that everybody knows what challenges might pop up. You know, practice is great so that you, so that everyone, you know, it goes seamlessly. But for me, practice is important so that you can identify where things are going to break and fix them or gaff tape them, right? Before, before they actually do break. And let me, let me step in with that a little bit. Again, there should be a neutral party to be able to help you with that. It's yes. not that I think what a lot of our peers, especially on the planner side are doing, are reliant, turning to their audio visual company and thinking they can produce the entire thing for them. But that's yeah. not necessarily true. No, not because all Because a good bit, they, a lot of them may have the technology and the know-how um, on the studio type of productions, mm -hmm. on pushing the content to a live situation where it's remote, online, live streamed. However, there's still a whole gamut of things that are in between. And oftentimes, if you don't have that person who understands both sides, what you do, what they do, and helps marry that together. So it's kind of like when you think about um, a stage manager. Stage manager has to pull all parties together to move yeah. things forward, right? Well, who is managing your stage for you? You can't always rely on the AV team because a lot of times these AV teams, I love them to death, but some of them don't even know this world. You have to have a good sense of events, a good sense of software, as well as hardware. They may be more hardware and tech people that yeah. way, as opposed to knowing how to mesh and, and, and pull it together. So mm -hmm. that's what the practice, 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 who's gonna run and conduct that, that piece. Zoom is not doing that for you. They'll do things up to a point, but they're not going to do all of that for you. No. And then I, you said, I, make sure you have rehearsals for speakers. Who's going to do the rehearsals for the speakers? I, How is that going to happen? Um, and it, it should be, again, something, you know, someone who's neutral who's helped you with the strategy. And the other thing is, you know, you know, especially if you're switching from like your annual conference to a virtual event, mm -hmm. you know, take the time you know, meet with each speaker individually and then do it in groups. You know, take the same amount of time that you would have put into, put into that in-person live event to put it into the virtual event. Exactly. You know, and then also one thing we actually didn't even think about on here is, you know, figure out all of the ways that you can give the sponsors the love. Right? right. You, know, you know, these are the guys that, you know, are, are working with you. Um, because they're not going to have their booth and they're not going to have, you know, whatever sponsorship they had, you know, bring them into the fold and, and, and make them an, a part of the production. You know, yes. if you can do that. And there are all know. kinds of different ways in which you can do that. Um, yeah. I love that not all presentations have to be live. For example, with uppercase, what is, what happened with that? Yeah. So uppercase is, um, uh, it is a, it's a live event and oh my God, I forgot who actually put it on. Um, but, um, one of the cool things that, that they do is none of their presentations are actually given live. The speakers actually take their own time and record them at home on whatever they're comfortable with. Then they send in that video and then the video is actually put into the time slot 
um, but it actually allows for um, you know great presentations. You know, a speaker can go through and and you know really take the time uh, to make that forty-five minute presentation spectacular. And again, you know, if you're using a if you're using a good virtual events platform, not necessarily you know Zoom is a great platform. We're using Zoom right now, but I don't know if it's a great virtual event platform. You know, you want that <laughs> session to go live at nine a.m. You know, so if you're using something like a Hate Summit um, or a couple of the other ones that we talked or about on earlier, or any of the other ones, you know, boom, you can, it, you're actually can create a production. Right? Yes. Um, yep. And these are it's various budgets. It's all about goals yes. and objectives. It doesn't fit everyone, um, and you kind of have to think about to me every aspect of it. Just similar to what people went through when they selected a mobile app for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And did they really pick the right vendor for that? Which I'm, 85% of the people just did not do that. Um, so, <laughs> so that's why we want to give our gifts to humanity around telling you, hey, let's, let's take it back a little bit. The last okay. thing um, I know we have to wrap up in a second is that, um, Keith, you're always focusing on not all attendees want to network, right? They're, yeah. they're waffle, you know, you need to pre prepare for that. And how do you engage them the way they'd like to engage? Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, and that comes, I've seen a lot of virtual events now, or a lot of events that have gone virtual, and they put so much into the networking portion of it. And it's really funny, I was actually involved with one last week, where they spent an inordinate amount of time making sure that there were networking opportunities and chat rooms and all of these things. And then when it actually came time for that to happen, there were crickets, you know, because there were like two people that, that went into this virtual chat. So, so while I think that you can work up to that, um, you know, not, not all organizations and not all attendees are going to want to network virtually. No. A lot of them are just going to want to get that CE. They are just going to want to watch that presentation. They are dealing with stuff at home. They're dealing with, you know, having to work and the kids are running around the house. You know, I was on a call yesterday and my son was downstairs playing bass guitar, right? And you're like, <laughs> you know, so there's all of these. So, so, you know what, right now, Networking may not be the, the thing that they're in for. Um, definitely test the waters, but don't make it 30 or 40% of your, of your virtual event. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So let's wrap it up, Keith. What words do you want to leave our listeners and viewers today? Um, don't make virtual more complicated than it needs to be. Um, and don't be afraid to do it. Um, you know, even if the average age of your association member or attendee is older, um, they're fine with it. My mom's 85 and I was FaceTiming with her yesterday. So, you know what? People are, people are okay with it um, and people will learn, um, well, you know, yeah. just make sure that you, yeah, they will, that, you know, and they have to, we're going to be in this for another eight weeks, right? So, so People are, you know, and there are, and this is the time when people will try new things, right? They'll do anything to do something different. <laughs> exactly. And if I could leave anything with you is uh, consult uh, your trusted sources. You've probably had those along the way, but please have people and, that you can ask questions to yeah. before you make those big decisions because people are forced to do this and you're throwing things at them that they may not know how to use. They may not as we know, see how to even get their Apple ID password off their phone yeah. to download a mobile app. So imagine when you're throwing all these things at them, how are they going to access that? So um, 
Keith and I are always resources to you. Again, Keith is with I3 Events and I'm with iSocial Execution. And again, this is the event pull up. So you can pull up however you want to pull up your chair. You can roll up in your car as you blend blast it out the window for someone. We want to on your couch. You on your couch, however you want to do it. So we'll see you again next week. Take care.